1: Let me apologize right up front. (laughs) I sound a little giddy and butterflies all in my stomach because I'm just so excited about what's happening around here with the radio show and the people that are coming in my life again. And one of the guests that I'm having today is one of those people. But let's have a little housekeeping before I bring on the first guest. I want to let you know that... um, the What Color Is Your Dragonfly show that I did a couple weeks ago is blowing up in the podcast listens. And if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to that show, it's a nice and fun distraction from the more heavy shows that I've been doing in the past. You can find it, as always, at com. I mean, excuse me, com, or you can find it at my webpage, which is jillianmossbackman.com, J-I-L-L-M-A-S-M-A, whatever. <laughs> See, I told you I'm not grounded because I just am excited. But here's the thing you need to do with the Dragonfly Show. I know what we need to do with that. You need to look at the flash drive before you listen to the show, and it will flash four different dragonfly pictures. Take a look at each one of them, and if it takes a couple times to go through it, go through each one of them, there's four, and figure out which one you're most attracted to. And then listen to the podcast, because in that show I wrote small descriptions intuitively of what each one of them means So, as a totem animal. So if you don't do that, you won't really get the full benefit of listening to the show in the order in which I'm telling you to do it. So here's the reason I'm really excited. I've been working, as you know, we had that contest a couple weeks ago, on turning over my entire series of July to nonprofit organizations. And when I say nonprofit, I'm talking about the smaller nonprofit organizations and charities that are doing just as good work and sometimes more work in the ground level in their communities than the larger organizations. And one of the challenges that they face uh, on an ongoing basis is they just don't get the media coverage they deserve because obviously it goes to some other people. So I had a contest. And I had four different categories. They were medical, children, the arts, and social. And I had a random drawing of the winners of each one of those categories. So this week, we're going to talk to the medical category that won. But I want to tell you just a little bit about this person. It's the Danelia Foundation in Chicago, Illinois. I've been seeing clients forever at this one hotel called the Deerpath Path Inn. And I met this beautiful woman. I mean, she just takes your breath away. I'm not kidding. She's one of those that just not only is beautiful on the outside, but her soul just exudes from the inside out. And she just kind of takes you in. And we've had this lovely working relationship for years. I'm not kidding. And then one day I was checking out and she was writing something and I saw her take her hand and her arm and Pick it up and place it somewhere, and I kind of cocked my head to the side like I have no idea what she just did. And me being me, I, you know, am curious. And she showed me her arm, and she told me this gorgeous story. Believe it or not, she's taken what she was born with, which was she was missing the right forearm of her arm. And she had this prosthetic that was—I kid you not—breathtaking. I was—I was a little embarrassed because I couldn't take my eyes off it. And she explained to me that she had this foundation that helped other people find these same same prosthetics that she had. And we're going to talk to her. Her name is Michelle Junty. Did I say it right, Michelle?
0: You sure did. That was
1: perfect. (laughs) Sorry about I didn't mean to embarrass you by the introduction, but it was one of those days in my life, Michelle, where I went, I just learned something very important. Let me tell you a little bit about her foundation. And then I want to hear Michelle tell her own story. She obviously, like I just said, was born with missing her forearm and she went through the normal channels like all the rest, apparently which is finding something that would basically make a do for her getting along in life with this challenge that she had before her. And if you read her story, she talks about that she went through a hook and she went through this mannequin-like, off-the-shelf, artificial limb like everyone else. And she talks intimately about how her self-confidence was just plummeting. And at some point, this really fueled her, like I'm always talking about, that soul voice inside yourself, said to her that there's something better that will work for her that will help her succeed to the level that she wanted and gain the self-confidence that she wanted. In her early teens, she somehow got connected with this artisan at the University of Illinois in Chicago that actually specialized in taking these regular prosthetics and creating literally a piece of artwork. She adds the skin tone and these natural folds and little nuances that you and I probably don't even notice and adds them to this piece of art, artisan, and it makes it look so lifelike and real. I didn't notice it. And the little touches that make a person blend in, I suppose. And from there, her confidence grew. So I'm going to bring in Michelle, and she's going to tell us the rest of the story of how she started her foundation.
0: Hi, Michelle. First and and foremost, you're so kind, because, you know, when you would come to the Deer Path Inn, it was like a ray of sunshine walking in the door. So I would look forward to your visits all the time and loved our interactions,
1: I so the story,
0: you and and the story you told is so exactly right on, and you know, and and you know, in the beginning being offered, you know, hook hook like metal hooks, and oh. you know, finding the artisan is Camille Ray. And she's a medical artist. She's actually worked on The Fugitive, the set for The Fugitive, a Hollywood movie. She's just incredible. She is an artist. And, you know, testimony to her work, when I was actually in a car accident in 98 and I was knocked unconscious, they took my pulse on my prosthetic arm and were ready to put me in a bag, Jillian. (laughs) I know. I know. So, um, you know, the st- starting of the foundation was something that I felt like was truly what I was i am put on earth to do, and it's my life work. And although, yes, I still love the hotel industry, and I'm now at the University Club in Chicago, a private club. You know, my true calling in life is to help people fund cosmetic prosthetics of all kinds, eye, nose, ear. People lose half their face to cancer. Camille does work that is just you would never even know. It's it's just beautiful, and it helps people get back into the swing of life. And so... A lot of times, these cosmetic prosthetics are not covered by insurance because they just they will give you the run of the run of the line and, and not the, something that is done, you know, to perfection. So there's a huge need for funding um, for these prosthetics to so people can carry on life and. So it's just, you know, I've helped um, one person already and I've given a donation to the University of Chicago and, you know, I just, um, I'm really looking, you know, for people out there that are in, in need of this.
1: Well, you know what, Michelle, and it really, it startled me because in a strange way, I never noticed it. And somehow that is a compliment to the work and the stuff they're doing at the university and your organization. But the, the point is, I guess, if you don't have a need like that, you don't realize the gap that you're filling between a person's livelihood and how they feel about going through their daily life and being successful and happy. So I think... Right. The, your organization brings forth something we don't even normally think about. I don't think about it. I didn't think about it until we can't crossed each other's path. So how does it affect your confidence when you have one of these run of the mill kind of uh untailor made, let's say,
0: processes? Right. And, So run-of-the-mill is, you know, something that uh, a Shriners in Chicago would make, and it actually is made out of PVC. So any clothing you wear, whether it be a red sweater, yellow sweater, it will have the dye will run off into that material and stay there. So in the end, you're going to have a rainbow hand. I mean, any clothing you wear, the dye runs into this. So, I mean, this is not okay. And I've, you know, half of my life has been searching for a Camille Ray that created a silicone, which is the new material that they're using that is a fortune, but it's absolutely necessary for someone to carry their life out with something that is, to me, so bare basic, but insurance you know, companies and you, do not understand. That's ex- that's what I was just going to say. And, you know,
1: what you said was the insurance companies aren't going to handle this because uh, I don't want to cry, but, Michelle, how much was your original arm and what kind of money are we talking about for something? Uh, it's got to be somewhat
0: expensive to get a medical artisan to do that. Right. It's a time-consuming process. And so, you know, 10 years ago, an arm was $10,000. Oh, my And, God. you know, today the eye limb, the functioning eye limb that can now have a cosmetic cover is 40000 <laughs> How do people, you know, so the normal person can't afford that. And is
1: that why you started the foundation? Because you actually
0: help people
1: fund for that? Is that what you do?
0: Exactly. I hold events, whether it's a run or it's a a dining event. And, you know, knowing the people that I know in the city, I have hotels and restaurants that are waiting for me to have somebody in mind to have the next event. And so, you know, it's just, you know, like I said, you know, not being a small foundation, getting the word out that I exist, you know, is a tough thing. And I know there are people that are looking exactly for someone like me. And so, you know, I'm so honored, first of all, to be the small foundation featured and and just, you know, so grateful to know you. Well, so the question I
1: have for you is, are you looking, are you looking for people that need the same kind of blessing in their life that you got? And the other parts of the story is, do you, how long have you been doing this foundation? And it sounds like financially you're doing okay, but of course we
0: can always do better. Can you answer those right. two questions? So, yes. Yeah, so so I formed the foundation in 2008 and exactly because of what you said, my, you know, my blessing came when, you know, I took my mother to the casino and actually won the price tag for the arm. And, it, <laughs> you know, God doesn't live in casinos, but so then, you know, what I did is I felt like this is, this was a blessing for me. I need to, to give back. And, um, you know, it's, you know, the, the the funds that actually helped start the foundation was a beautiful gift from a, a regular guest at the Deer Path Inn, actually, and so really? this got me started. Yes, and but you know, basically, what I'm doing is once I have somebody in mind that's in need, I'm doing the fundraising. So, you know, like I said, just, you know, when I have someone come forth, you know, it begins there. And I'm not just saying you must live in Illinois. You know, there are tons of medical artists now in the world that I feel like, you know, it's sort of a new art. And a lot of folks, you know, young students studying it because, you know, with the war and people coming back, you know, losing limbs like crazy, you know, and you've seen what happened with Boston, the Boston Marathon. I mean, it's just there's there's a need out there. And so, you know, I'm not, you know, I want this to go wide and you know, US wide and and it's not just Illinois. You know, I'm sure I you may not have this number at the
1: top of your head, but do you have any idea what kind of I think we're talking amputees and people that are born with like your your situation? Are there mm-hmm. numbers of people in the United States alone that need this kind of um situation or
0: help. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that number offhand, of course. You know, what I do know for a fact is that, you know, there are people that have congenital birth defects and there are people mm-hmm. that live life and then lose a limb. And these are two very different um paths. And, you know, many people look for function and cosmetic, you know, after losing obviously a limb later in life. Um, you know, and so there's you know, there's also different areas of, you know, if you've lost a limb in the war you know, there's there's funds available for people for prosthetics in that arena, but once again, there's still the cosmetic covers that a lot of people discount because they just you know it's highly expensive and it's and it's very time consuming. You know, at the University of Illinois in Chicago, they, it took a year to make my first arm, and they called it the Mona Lisa. Wow. I mean, it's you know, it's not something that they can mass <laughs> produce anymore. I know. <laughs> you know, mad, do um, people? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just, you know, there's, there's something that's in the works that's a 3-D printer now that's coming out. And, you know, when they do the first prosthetic, creating of a silicone prosthetic on the 3-D printer, it's going to minimize the time that it takes to create this by, you know, 11 months. So what I'd love to do is have a fundraiser to gift the, the 3-D printer to the University of Illinois also is, is sort of in my future. Hey, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Isn't
1: that amazing how far in advance now we are with all this technology and what a way to use it. I've heard of these 3D, you know, uh printers and they were doing something else, um creating guns with it, quite frankly is what I read and <laughs> saw. Yeah. But what a what a what gracious way to take this new technology and present it in a more soulful direction. I want to pick up on something else you said. Michelle, which was this medical artisan. I've never heard of this. I don't think a lot of people have ever heard. These are actual artists that
0: dedicate their life to doing this? Right. And at the beginning of her career, she was an illustrator for medical textbooks. So, I mean, her patience, and if you could see how in the silicone form, how she uses a box of these color fibers to weave in the color of even a vein that is in your hand, I mean, it is the most, you know, she has the patience of a saint and she's just, you know, she's a perfectionist on top of it. And so you know, when I found her and I saw, you know, okay, Camille, let's just get this thing done. I mean, you know, and she was working on the fingernails and, you know, she she really is. <laughs> she's, she's a special person and it turns out, you know, she's the sister of my favorite fifth grade science teacher, Mr. Ray, oh, who, you know, this really? shows how life is just so interconnected and yes, I mean, I loved her brother and, and she's become, you know, a lifelong friend and it's just it's it's fabulous the work she does and like I said especially when something is facial she's working on so many noses and ears and eyes and um, you know it's just it's really special what she does.
1: Well, I I think that's a calling in itself, like you said, and you you mentioned the the fingernails and we had to talk about that.
0: Like, don't you even <laughs> right. change the nail polish? I'm like. I pretty
1: much right. No, we, we
0: we stick to a French manicure for the most part. But she <laughs> she uses she uses all the supplies that a nail uh, you know a, a nail salon would, and and she's mastered that as well. She does a great French manicure.
1: Well, do people have the same reaction that I did, Michelle, when they find out? I mean, you work at the university club, so you are amongst thousands of different people from all over the world that go there because everybody knows that place and it's a gorgeous place to go. Do they have the same reaction I did or was I kind of – now, I'm a little over-the-top reaction anyway. No. Surprised? (laughs) Yeah, really. Are they surprised or do they ask questions? What do people – how do they react?
0: Yeah, no people are are always shocked just because of of the work that she actually does. And and you know, it, there are many reactions that are just like yours. And um and most people want to know, you know, how in the world do you carry out certain things, you know, and and um sort of make it look so easy. Um you know, but I think yeah, that's I think the the, truth. the greatest yeah, and the greatest thing about about sort of having something that, you know, I finally feel, you know, is up to my standards, um, you know, is that I just live life being more present. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that walking through life in a day sometimes people's eyes are drawn to a difference or something, you know, that's not normal and it's sort of exhausting um so you know just peace of mind and and an ability to focus on a giving back with the foundation and things that matter um it helps you know just just to live a more meaningful life for sure well you're such
1: an incredible articulate spokesperson for this kind of need in the world i'm a little so let me clarify something in my head because it's it's So do you mind talking to people about it or do you get off-put because people present it in a way that's so strange? I think people don't quite know what to say, and I'm going to use a strange term, you people, (laughs) whatever that means. Everybody has their own thing. People look at me that way. I'm one of those people. But... Do you have any trouble explaining? Because I think that you're such a good spokesperson. Part of your calling, as you said, was to articulate what it feels like to people when you have to go through life with a Hulk or a mannequin thing. And it really does significantly change your whole psyche and perspective.
0: Do you mind questioning? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do love it. You know, there's times that it's on the spot and sort of, you know, almost, yeah. you know, at work that it's like, oh, I don't want you to feel bad that you didn't know because this darn thing looks so real that now you just think that maybe, you know, something's wrong with it. You know, there's times that I don't, the only time I, I it matters is it seems like it's, you know, in the middle of, you know, the wrong time, and I don't want somebody to feel bad that they asked. But most importantly, what I'm doing now is – um the UIC, if they have someone who's been in a car accident, they've just recently lost a limb, you know, they're calling on me to walk in the room and sort of talk about, hey, guess what? Here's how you you do things, and you know, anything from tie your shoe with one arm, you know, to you know, just you know, to walk just to walk into a room, and I feel like what I can give somebody is to to let them realize just how easy it is to get by. And, you know, it could seem like the end of days for somebody, um, you know, but having lived a whole life without, I can make it seem like, you know what I mean? It's it's a, it's sort of the boost that somebody needs when it's brand new in their world. I can only imagine, Michelle, because you have this
1: angelic energy that kind of just floats through a presence that you talked about. I'm sure that you are touching so many lives that feel so hopeless, so desperate, and they don't even know where to, to go. And it sounds like with the insurance place that it is, they have to settle for status quo. And your organization, Danelia, is saying you don't have to live your life like that, that there are options right. and there are people that can show you the way to get out of this dark place in your hole and feeling better about yourself just by simply getting, you know, something that, that blends in with the world. What a lovely gift you're giving. Now, I know that we talked about that you are looking for candidates, believe it or not, out there. She doesn't have people lined up because I, I think we're in that thing we talked about which is people
0: don't know you're out there exactly exactly and you know it took me several avenues to find Camille and you know unfortunately you know she's not a name that's out there you know and and so it's just you know like I said, and you know, also the background of the Danella Foundation and where the name came from. You know, my yeah. my mom's maiden name is Danella, and um, my grandpa lost um, a leg late in life to diabetes. But the spirit of this great little Italian man was like <laughs> on to the next thing. What's next? And you know, it's it's sort of it's it's you know the spirit that I find deep within me too. It's sort of you know on to the next thing, and and you know who can we help? And and so. You're right. I mean, getting you know anyone in need can reach out and go to the the website. It's um, Danella D-I-N-E-L-L-A Foundation dot org, and there's a donor form to fill out. And um, I just I just hope this this does reach you know the people that are in that place that are in need of something you know that can truly change their life. And don't be afraid. I mean, I think, you know, we, we, they,
1: a lot of these people have learned to just deal with where they're at and they lose the essence of reaching out. And I'm hearing you say, reach out to us. You can't go directly to the artisan at University of the, what's her name?
0: University of uh, Illinois at Chicago.
1: Yeah, but I mean the artisan.
0: Camille Ray,
1: you can't go directly to her, can you? I mean, I don't think you can just walk off the streets to Camille and say, hey, I want one of those. <laughs> you know, right. I think this is the best avenue if you're really in need. And Michelle is wide open graciously with all that, all of the contacts that she's made. I think it's important that they come to you first because you know the protocol of how to get it done, and you have the finances to help them get it done. done. And I think that's the best avenue to find these donors that need this. Then the other side of the story is we can always use donations,
0: correct? You're right, Jillian. Yes, yeah.
1: And I think people are in the mood to give to new things. I think that people are ready to really have a more personal connection with the people that are running smaller organizations like your own. I believe that's what makes a person want to give to an organization like you because they know exactly where the money's going. I mean, a lot exactly. of times when you give to larger things, you don't know where the money's going.
0: And how no, many and are, unlike many are you, foundations.
1: I know so and you're 100% just an organization. of the
0: donations. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A hundred percent of the donation goes directly to the prosthetic. That's what I was just going to say. It's just you running this, isn't it? It is. I have a board of directors, of course, but um, of it course. is. It is just me.
1: And you. And you. You would like to do this full time, or you're happy with the split that you have in your life?
0: It's absolutely something I would love to do full-time. I mean, it is, (laughs) like I said, it is my life calling. And and when I'm holding an event, there's nothing like it. You know, the event at um, Giorgio Armani for Fashion Week, where Giorgio Armani graciously gave 10% of all the proceeds for three days to the Danella Foundation, and this is something they're going to do annually for Fashion Week. That just gives me the chills. And that just tells you that
1: you are spot on with where you're supposed to be in the world, what you're supposed to be giving back, and the world is starting to graciously accept and help your cause towards what you do. Well, Michelle, I want to thank you for joining us on air. We're just about done. Can you give us all the information of where people can donate and give some money and know that it will be going to a worthy cause and people that are looking for your service.
0: Absolutely. So both can be done on the website, which once again is d i n e l l a foundation.org. And anyone can also reach out to me via phone at 630 945 8092. And Jillian, thank you you again. I'm happy to know you. You're so
1: welcome. And I think I was glad when it got randomly pulled. It's like, yay, I get to talk to (laughs) Michelle and tell
0: her
1: the story. You know, and I just want to thank you. And the other part is, are you on Facebook? Are you on the Internet? I mean, you're easy to find, but do you have a Facebook page if people can't find you another way? Yes,
0: the foundation does have a Facebook page as well. It's just simply Danella Foundation. Okay, and Twitter? I do not, no. Okay, well, that's okay. Maybe you need to
1: start that. Maybe you could I start I right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I want to thank you one more time, and I will have the information of Michelle's organization at Imagine Publicity, the publicist, and also my website, So if you can't find it, that's your own fault because it's out there and she is ready to help the world in need for whoever comes forth and asks. So thank you again, Michelle. We'll see you next week. Jillian, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Next week I'm going to talk about the children's winner, which is the children's wall of tears. But between now and then, remember, change doesn't have to be difficult. It is to grow I'll see you all same time same place blog talk radio high noon
0: thanks for joining Jillian today don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons you can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change they're simple and nothing like you've experienced before just like Jillian warm and fuzzy with an attitude so change already